baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. I want to uh, quickly remind you that uh, tomorrow afternoon, our good friend, uh, State Senator Bryce Reeves is going to be here. Retired Supervisory Special Agent from the FBI, Jimmy Galliano, will be here tomorrow as well. And uh, this afternoon, we need to chat with... Colonel Jeffrey Katz, the chief of police in Chesterfield County, uh, about an issue that it, it just strikes me as bizarre and odd, uh, but it, but it, it, it's vital that we chat about it. Uh, Colonel, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. The, uh, the pleasure, I assure you, is mine, although I must say I'm a little... I'm a little taken aback I, I, with what seems to be going on. I can't get an answer from the Commonwealth's attorney. We, we've invited her. So do you mind just, just laying out for everybody what the fact pattern is on this, on this sting? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to, I just want to share with you that one of the goals uh, that we have in Chesterfield County is we want to be a jurisdiction where the community of folks that want to prey on children uh, you know, they talk to each other, they support each other, and uh, and we want the message to go out that this is not a location uh, to victimize our youth. Um, so we're very intentional uh, and very bold about arresting people who will prey on youth. Uh, and we actually put that out to the community. We tell people, don't come to Chesterfield and, and, and do that nonsense because we're going to hold you to account. And uh, we've been very successful in that regard. Now, this particular uh, case, uh, this was a sting that we did back in 2021. And, uh, and it was, a, a, again, very successful sting. Typically, when we do these things, we'll have, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 18 people show up uh, thinking that they're going to exploit a juvenile. And, of course, surprise, we're on the other end of the door. Right. Um, but in this particular case, uh, we ran a, a classified ad on a known sex worker website, and uh, we started uh, chatting up people. They contacted us via text message, and you know we had communications with a variety of different individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, during that uh, discussion, uh, it's disclosed that our um, person responding to the uh, or the person at the other end of the classified ad is uh, 17 years old. And, and there's, you know, continued discussion. Um, And ultimately we end up uh, identifying what hotel we're in, what room we're in. They come to the room, knock on the door and surprise it's us. Right. Right. So this again is something, because I I know I've covered this on the air. We've talked about it uh, quite often that, that you and the members of the Chesterfield County Police Department have made very clear, 
this is not where you're going to do this nonsense. And, and, and we have heard about these stings. Uh, this is not the first time that it's been done. They've been very effective. So with this particular one, with this, uh, I think it was 17 total arrested, there were two non-prosecutions. And, and what was it that was different about those two that the, the CA decided, no, 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 we're going to null pros? Well, one of them, I believe, uh, was a, a diminished capacity case. There was a, a belief that this uh, individual uh, couldn't establish the criminal intent to to violate the law. And, you know, that's that's a, a reasonable uh, explanation. And it's uh, it's a it's kind of an anomaly and totally understandable. Now, the second case involved uh, uh, a man by the name of John Blanchard, who is a, uh, a pastor out in the Virginia Beach area. And that particular one, you know, frankly, I just I don't have any answers. Um, I have, you know, I have communicated uh, directly with Ms. Davenport, um, you know, seeking those answers. Uh, I haven't received any. Um, you know, she she shared with me that she made that decision in the best interest of public safety. The, you know, those were her words. And, you know, I did ask for some additional, exp- uh, you know, explanation. Um, and she just said she did it in the best interest of public safety. And, you know, to be clear, as the Commonwealth attorney, she has the operational autonomy and latitude to bring forth whatever case she feels is in the best interest of the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. Right. So just to be clear, she has the authority to do that. Right. Um, But as a police chief, you know, there are a couple of things that I want to make clear. One, this is a quality investigation. Uh, it's got very compelling evidence. And the fact that this case was null-prost was concerning to me. Uh, It was concerning on a number of levels. One, the fact pattern seemed to be uh, consistent, in some cases even more compelling than other cases. Uh, And then two, well, I wasn't notified that the case was null-prost. I actually found out about it because somebody tagged me on a post on Facebook. Um, and so I, you know, I reached out to her and said, Hey, you know, can you tell me about this? And, uh, she, she really didn't have an explanation. This is what is, I'll use the word disturbing chief, because everybody who has ever been on the job has had interaction with the prosecutor, whether it's Commonwealth attorney, state's attorney, district attorney, right? Different jurisdictions have different names. And invariably, that prosecutor say, ah, you know what, I, I, I know what you're looking at with this, you know, second degree larceny. We're not going to be able to get that. We got to we got to get rid mm-hmm. of that. That happens. It happens every day. It happens on darn near every case. Understood. And and like you, I want I want the record to reflect, of course, the Commonwealth's attorney has the ultimate latitude to say, no, nope, we're just we're not moving forward. But when I go back and I look at this particular case uh, with this particular arrestee, there are a couple of things you laid out. I'm just going to share them with everybody. Number one, he goes and he rents a car, which to me is odd. If I'm meeting anybody, if you call up and say, hey, you want to meet me for lunch and my car's OK, I'm taking my car. You know, I don't know. But but he rents a car. Number two, he texts a phone number posted on a known sex worker website. So right off the bat, there's something that draws attention, solicits this QV, quick visit is the language used by by Johns. Number four, 
on multiple occasions asks the person he's texting with if they are affiliated with law enforcement. So, again, just on the outside looking in, Chief, I'm thinking, wow, some sense that there's something wrong with this determines the age, right? Your detective says, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I'm I'm 17 years old, and then drives two and a half hours to the hotel and knocks on the hotel room door. Chief, I, I can just tell you that I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, well, I, I just don't understand how this case didn't move into uh, a grand jury, didn't move into a trial. I just don't get it. Yeah, and, you know, there are some other nuances about this case that I think are, you know, relevant. You know, okay. the, the, Mr. Blanchard at the time of his arrest, I believe he was 51 years old. You know, in his chat with our undercover, he indicated that he was 40. Huh. You know, so, you know, why shave 11 years off of your age? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, unless you know that the person that you're going to meet is young. Yep. Right? And then, yep. um, and, and then the other thing, too, is the uh, – the, the lingo, I think you mentioned that. There's a specific lingo. Again, there's a community of people that engage in this type of behavior, and they support each other, and they have, a, they have a, almost a language. And so when you see this language being used, you're like, okay, well, this person's been around. This person understands that community. Right. Uh, and these are people that have a tendency to not just offend, but offend and then reoffend. And, and I'm, to be clear, I'm not saying that John Blanchard is guilty of anything. Right. Uh, I'm just saying that we don't have the opportunity to take this to a jury with the rules of evidence where he could have his due process rights, um, where the, the state could put on the case. Um, and, you know, like I said to Ms. Davenport, and, uh, you know, I've always had a great deal of respect for her and the work that she and our office have done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this particular case, um, you know, uh, there's a lot that I don't know in this world, Jeff, but I do know that Chesterfield County parents love their kids and they want their kids protected. That's My right. job as a police chief is to run the operations and in some cases participate in the operations to keep those kids safe. Because, you know, every time that hotel room door opens and it's not us on the other side, it is a kid and it's a kid that's a victim. And so, you know, that, that's something to me that I think is, is, is really, really important that we recognize that, you know, this isn't just about, you know, this particular case, this is a a community of people. And those people have to know that they can't bring their work into Chesterfield County, or I should say their hobby in Chesterfield County, because we're going to, we're going to hold them to account. Colonel Jeffrey Katz is joining us, the chief of the Chesterfield County Police Department. Chief, one of the reasons that I I just felt compelled to talk about this the other day and then and, and ask you to be on is that I got the sense that somebody just sort of breezing by this might leave with the idea, oh, the Chesterfield County cops didn't know what they were doing. That's why it's not happening. And and I, I, I just want everyone to know you're talking about a safe community, but I can tell you talking with law enforcement professionals, not just in Virginia, but around the country, your detectives that handle this day in and day out are so well-respected. They are so highly regarded. I I want everybody to know that whatever the decision was made over in the Commonwealth's Attorney's Office, it, it certainly could not have been made because the investigation 
was not done effectively, right? Right. And, you know, that was one of the things that that was the reason that I decided to speak on this matter publicly. One, the inference uh, that we didn't provide the uh, sufficient evidence. Um, that's that's just simply not true. That's simply not true. And I exercised my right under the law to release the case file under FOIA at a FOIA request that came through. And um, and and I felt that it was important for the public and the community to be able to put their own eyes on this and make a determination as to what their sense was, Um, because I think that's important. You know, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about people making calculated decisions uh, on risk with their kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so I think that's that's important. And then the other thing that caused me to to uh, speak out publicly had to do with uh, Ms. Davenport's office um, authorizing the expungement. You know, his, his, the, Mr. Blanchard's defense counsel uh, asked for the records of this case to be expunged or sealed, mm. uh, in which case sharing information about this case, like to a background detective who's looking into whether or not somebody has the ability to uh, be around kids, right? All of that stuff would be sealed like it doesn't even exist. Wow. Um, and to... To say, yes, I, I don't have any problems with that, um, yeah, that was concerning to me. Yep. That was concerning to me. Well, Chief, I, I do want you to pass along our best wishes to the men and women of the Chesterfield County Police Department. We know that they are great people doing great work. Uh, I'm going to continue following this case. If we get some sort of answer one way or another, obviously we're going to share it on the air. But please, you let the troops know down there. There are plenty of us out here in, uh, in the civilian world that appreciate what they're doing, and, uh, and we got their back. I appreciate that an awful lot, Jeff. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. That is Colonel Jeffrey Katz, the chief of police in Chesterfield County. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA.